Uh, so it's cold outside. It this is. Morning. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, and I'm driving a well. Not our new car. We bought a new car, but right. I'm driving my wife's yeah. old car. Yeah, new, obviously new to you that's car. how that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all we all get how that works. Yeah, uh, and it's fan- it's the fanciest car I've ever done. There's like okay. a screen and like things, you know. Yeah, you know, new new instruments. Are too. you like completely distracted driving now because you're like watching the screen the whole time? No, <laughs> good. <laughs> Last <laughs> cockpit, baby. <laughs> but it has seat warmers. Ooh. Oh, I love and I was that. trying to turn on the heater because it was cold, and I yeah. turned on the seat warmers. Okay. And so I was driving my son to school, and I thought, did I just pee my pants? <laughs> <laughs> what what just like, happened yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is going on here? Because this feels too young. Like, <laughs> this is not right. We've got at least a decade left. <laughs> yeah. I'd hope, right? Because like, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on here. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast where we can explore our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff. And with me as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are you, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here. Still pretty successful. All right. Back. Yes, we're back. back at yeah. it. We got a reprieve for a week. You reprieve? Did. I was booted. I was yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> refused entry into my own studio. And, uh, I had to come and set up the computer. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, so. It was like a hostage situation. <laughs> they brought you wait. in. And we made him wait out in the hall. Too. <laughs> like, Get out. <laughs> we were like, we don't want you in the room, but we want you close by in case we have problems. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one tremendous job last week. Bravo. Elise. You did Aww. a great Bravo. job stepping into the... Yeah. Lead host role, I suppose. Yeah. And um, uh, Kat Nazaroff and Pastor Cassandra Nagel did a great job mm-hmm. filling in. Woo! You know, and go team. Yeah, I really feel like it was mostly them. Like, I just kind of. Kind of what I do. Held down I was going to say, that's stuff. the lead host role. So, so you're nailing Cassandra it. had all the notes and everything. Yeah. It was really great. That sounds yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I thought it was wonderful. You know, I definitely can say I. It re. You know, made me think about um, some things in the Bible differently. So I, I appreciate that. You know, I think it's easy uh, to kind of step into Proverbs 31 or verses similar as a kind of white, straight man differently sure. than because yeah. that verse is, I've never been in a conference where that verse has been presented to me and like kind of implied or suggested that I'm failing on it. Sure. So I can yeah. read it. Like, I think I just get that, the opportunity opportunity and the privilege to read it differently in a mm-hmm. sense you know and there's definitely other verses in the bible that i can approach like academically yeah because yeah. it's never been used to tell me i don't belong yeah. um and so i i appreciated the vulnerability that y'all brought into it yeah, yeah. absolutely and how that worked yeah. out of curiosity were you reading it as like a celebration of women i was like, never reading it you just weren't reading it yeah <laughs> Beautiful. Um, <laughs> you went to school for this. It doesn't mean that I read <laughs> every on. verse every day. I right. don't know what to say. Yeah. I, I think what, what uh, you know, especially in Pastor Cassandra's notes that she brought up, like I think she did a good job of kind of like saying here are different ways to read it. Mm-hmm. And I do think there are parts of it. I think the majority of it, like th- almost the first half is really about like, here's a woman who's a working woman. Mm-hmm. And I think like that mm-hmm. is, and like that is a valuable piece, you know, of like, it's it is suggesting that kind of that 1950s model one is not the norm. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of we have to get away from thinking that's how marriage and family should be because it was never that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um from the get-go to most of the world, uh the vast majority of women had to have some sort of either there if you're a farmer Women are farmers too. They're not yeah. sitting in the house. They're just farming in a skirt. You know, <laughs> yes. like, like they're way less convenient. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, they're, their job is harder. Yeah. Right. So I think it goes away from that. Like, if your family system is not modeled after that leave it to beaver TV show, mm-hmm. yeah. you're yeah. not 
failing as a family system because that family system never actually existed. Yeah. Like it was a lie. Um, for and and maybe in the you know if you're an older listener you can say my family system looked like that and that's great like mm-hmm. I'm not but I like that as the norm yeah. did yeah. not exist right yeah. only a handful of people worldwide lived like that yep so I do think like that is a valuable piece of it is it kind of does celebrate a woman who has kind of her own life outside of marriage and children mm-hmm. now I think that the points they all brought up do a good job of kind of raising criticisms or kind of feelings about that. But, you know, so, so I do think like there is value in parts of it and I think there's value in all of it, but like, I think there are ways to say like how this has been manipulated in mm-hmm. is obviously wrong. And it's, a and how sometimes we've approached it, it can be painful mm-hmm. and to acknowledge that. And yeah. that's, that's sometimes a hard part. I'm sure for women to read like a, sure. pain, a you know, piece of scripture that for some is beautiful and for some is painful. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's both can be valid mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's just more, more challenging to, to kind of wade into. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we would love to do another kind of spin-off series from that, I think. Yeah. We've yeah. talked about it a little bit. So five years maybe. from now, absolutely. We'll get <laughs> Every five episode. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll invite you to stand on the hall next time. I would be honored <laughs> to stand in the hall. Just stand guard. You right. Know? right. Like, Just that's, in case. That's why. Strong, independent women until the computer shuts off. That's right. Uh-oh. Yeah, great job. I, and, uh, and I think today we're going to be looking kind of as a bit of a continuation. Ooh. You know, and kind of a discussion on women again, and yeah. uh, finally, not a, not a part, not a part two, if you will. But let's yeah. let's get a man's perspective. That's right. yes. like, <laughs> what last week's episode was really missing, right? right. Was <laughs> the stray yeah. white men? The yeah. male perspective. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. Well, so we'll be taking this. You know, we'll, we'll be at least continuing kind of talk on women in church. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I've got some questions for you, at least. So. Oh, okay. You're okay. On. You're on the Put spot. On the spot yeah. yeah. You're not the host anymore. Right. You're, Obviously, you're on I also now. represent all women across uh-huh. the board. All of them. My opinion yeah. is the opinion. So sure. the opinion. Yeah. We've got some listener mail. Do you want to do that now or do you want to do that at the end? Oh, yeah. We can do that now. Uh, so this uh, listener mail came in uh, in regards to that episode. Yeah. Uh, and so this is from. Barbara Nagel, Mama Nagel, <laughs> uh, shooting it in. And the subject line, best episode ever. Uh, there's an exclamation mark. That's my way of conveying that. Uh, episode number 265, parentheses, who runs the world? Question mark. Girls, exclamation mark. <laughs> it's less fun when you read all the punctuation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we got it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, episode number 265 was excellent, well-prepared, informative, and interesting. Oh, she's my new favorite person. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well you, done. Well done, team. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I need my mom to start sitting in. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Our moms are sleeping on There's it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. All right, let's jump into our news. All right. <clears throat> a man faked heart attack 20 times at fancy restaurants to avoid paying the bill. Please say. I heard about this. I one. love this great. story. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 20, man, 20 times. It's so fast. <laughs> well, the best part about this is that when I read this headline to my spouse, I could immediately see the wheels turning like, can I do that? <laughs> Can I pull that off? Yeah. That? That's pretty good, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like, what happens if I fake the heart attack? Do we all get to leave? Right. You know, like, yeah. like okay, or my do sp- we have to stay behind and pay the bill. Yeah. Like my spouse, obviously, that makes sense. But like, if it's like a party, yeah, you know, like <laughs> a group of ten. Yeah. yeah like, oh no. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. He's having a heart attack. Right. Uh, right. I, I will come back. Right. Yeah, we'll pay you later. <laughs> 
Uh, a man in Spain was arrested after faking a heart attack to avoid paying for a meal. A mm-hmm. uh, 50-year-old Lithuanian man living in Spain uh, fakes heart attacks at fancy restaurants. There you go. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. His meal was $36. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, I'm not saying that's not, like, obviously that's money. But it, I, when it I'm it like, money, that's, that's not like, oh, my God. It's like, not like a $200 bill. He's was it $36 to get out from, yeah. or 36 euros? Cause 36 it's it's 34.85 euros or okay. around 36.75. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Like, I know. That's like McDonald's in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for the McDonald's employees, like somebody having a heart attack, they're like, "That's, that's just a, Tuesday." Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's the third one today, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Before we can call the ambulance, right. we're legally obligated to run your credit cards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, "Throw him in the bathroom." Right. Put, put him with the others. Right. <laughs> Sticking next to our broken uh, uh, ice, ice cream, cream machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel about like? good, good plan? Uh, a it, plan. Yeah. It, it worked it 19 times, it sounds like. <laughs> well, well, I looked this up. Apparently, this was in a teeny little town in Spain, too. Okay. And he's not hes not a Spanish man. He's a Lithuanian, Lithuanian man. So, so he stands he, out. Yeah. And so they kind of all knew that it <laughs> was happening. So they were prepped for him. The, 20, um, the 20th was. Yeah. The first 19. Yeah. Guys. I guess they weren't talking to each <laughs> yes. other. He was hitting different small restaurants, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a gag that only works once, right? A gag. It's a well, or so, nineteen so, times. So, yeah, he well, was arrested multiple times plan. actually. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, so he, he went back. He got <laughs> <Yeah>. arrested, <laughs> spent a night or two in jail accordingly, and then went back and tried again. Mm, you yeah. know what? Props for dedication. You know, <laughs> European jails are kind of nice too. Like, yeah, maybe it's like pretty good. There's you a know? great series on TikTok that's like, can you tell if this is an expensive London flat or a European jail? <laughs> <laughs> and you really can't. It's amazing. That's pretty that's funny. It's yeah. pretty funny. I will say, uh, Thomas Edison famously said that uh, he didn't fail like nine thousand or nine thousand times. He just found nine thousand ways not to make a light bulb. So this guy didn't mm. fail when he got arrested. He just <laughs> found ways not to. Positive thinking. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's going back to the drawboard. The problem is, it's a faked heart attack. How can I get a real right. one? Right. What can I do different? Like, do I need more? Do I need more mouth noises? Do I need like less eye movement? Do I need to right. like have yeah. an ambulance show up? What's the gimm- yeah. gimmick that I got to do to make yeah. this work? Yeah. Yeah, this is, you know, look, do what you got to do, I suppose. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I don't know. Does uh, Spain have free health care? Because then you, you know, wouldn't have to worry about the ambulance bill for the, the false. Yeah. I assume they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's Europe. Yeah. They probably do. Yeah. They probably do. It's everywhere but America. So they probably it's do. Just, yeah. yeah. Just tracks. Really. Yeah. Uh, anything you'd fake a heart attack to get out of? Oh, to get out of? Yeah. Mm. Oh. A couple conversations yeah. I've had recently. <laughs> yeah. Can we go back and do that again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. What is like so excruciatingly uncomfortable that. Oh. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I would like go into it thinking I'm going to get this thing and then fake a heart attack to get out of like paying for it. I don't think yeah. I would do that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a children's music concert where I'm like, okay, I'm supposed sure. to be here to be supportive, but yeah. none of you have actually learned how to play the violin yet. And it sort of <laughs> sounds like dying cats. So yeah. that's that very sense. funny though. Like uh, Only for a little bit. Yeah. When, yeah. You know, by the 45th minute heart attack is feeling pretty <laughs> good. Feeling okay. yeah. Yeah. Especially when like your child's really only playing for like four minutes, right. but it's an hour long. And you've <laughs> yeah. got to like, you got to sit there for everybody. I got to watch it's other yeah. kids play, play music painfully. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe like when you agree to plans with somebody like way in advance, but then stuff Ooh. changes like either the dynamic or like, the way you feel about the plan or, or do you just realize you're like this was a terrible or idea. like, or like yeah. i was never gonna do yeah. this or like six weeks ago this sounded fine but now it's today yeah and i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a jammies day i don't, I don't yeah. want to climb unlike every other day yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a jammies day 
<laughs> just text i'm sorry heart attack right I'm sorry i'm so sorry gonna, i'm not gonna I make can't it. make it i'm having a heart attack <laughs> yeah can i do anything yeah uh can you order me some mcdonald's yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm kind of hungry send, yeah. send over coffee yeah, doordash wings <laughs> to this location <laughs> that's the secret set recipe. up a meal train baby <laughs> <laughs> fake a heart attack get a meal train right. uh, <laughs> It is, you know, it's the, it's November. It's the season of caring and giving. So yeah. this is the time to take advantage of yes. people's sense of giving things. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I haven't we thought of this before. <laughs> or in reality, it's kind of the meh between Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Thanksgiving Downer. That's fine. Yeah. I know. It's, it's fair. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into our, our real article here from Christianity Today. Okay. okay. Uh, an article written by Caitlin Betty or ba- Beatty. B-E-A-T-Y. Beatty. Beatty. Nailed it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the headline, uh, single Christian women are much more than their wombs. Oh, hard agree. <laughs> Womb, there it is. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. You missed it on that one? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going out on a highlight. I'm retiring. We're done. <laughs> so, yeah. And heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so here's spoilers for the podcast none of us are single christian women uh some of what? us are two of those things <laughs> yeah, some, some of us are one of those things <laughs> that's yeah. true yes. <laughs> wait what we're christians oh okay yes. <laughs> i'm also a woman so, yes, so that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. um <laughs> so you know, we can definitely say, like, we're approaching this from a different perspective. I'm going to let Caitlin kind of definitely do a lot of the heavy lifting in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of be responding to some of the things she's saying. Because, um, you know, I can imagine or empathize, but I can't yeah. necessarily fully understand. Yeah, right? sure. Kind of, kind of the same way uh, I appreciated y'all's podcast on Proverbs 31. I, I can imagine and empathize, but me reading it is just different. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a different perspective. It's a yeah. different way yeah, to yeah. read it. Yep. Um, so this actually was written uh, about a month ago or, or six weeks ago. There was kind of a TikTok or Instagram thing that kind of Ooh. went somewhat viral. It was basically okay. a twenty late 20s woman talking about how much she enjoys being a single late 20s woman because sure. she's not tied down. She can travel. She can do whatever yes. she wants. Yeah. That's her time. I want to yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty innocuous stuff. You know, like yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. you do. Uh, and then a handful of... Like kind of Uh-oh. more conservative yeah. Christian places, like the the editor of like the Babylon Bee, Excellent. and this guy mm-hmm. named Matt Walsh, who's kind of conservative Christian. You know, yeah, uh-huh. they do the thing. Kind of picked up on this and like decided to like they've got to respond. Obviously, oh yeah, right. right. Like, this is just a woman living her life, making a TikTok. We can't just let that happen. No, they got to come in and be like, nah, 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 and basically like. You're wrong. <laughs> this is the downfall of everything. Pretty much. You like, being free to do whatever like you want. You yeah. at a late 20s birthing, you know, pa- maybe even past your prime birthing age, <sighs> you know, of like are single and enjoying your life. No, you would be much happier as a mother and wife, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, saying Ooh. kind of those types of things. That's lovely. Yeah. Also, can I say that I think one of the cruelest practices of the medical industry is referring to people, what is it, over 30? It's geriatric as pregnancy. Geriatric yeah. pregnancy. Is it 30? Is it's, that the right It's age? over 30, yeah. yeah. Geriatric. I was like, we can't come up with a better name for that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm not in diapers That's yet. Right, come like, on. <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, I, <laughs> anyway. Nobody turned on the heat warmers in my seat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's just the seat warmers. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, all right. So yeah, the men needed to have their say. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I think there is tremendous value that someone can find in being a mom. Yeah, or sure. a, a wife. I'm I'm pro mom, pro mom, yeah. pro wife. Yeah. I'm also pro single women, and I think uh, sure they can they can do it. And like Beyonce says, you know, like all the single ladies, all right? the single ladies. Yes, I don't think that's what Beyonce. But okay, that's well, <laughs> if you liked it, you should have put a ring on it. Yeah, but you didn't. So. so isn't the goal still then to put a ring on it? Like, isn't the nah? Beyonce's living her best life in that song. Yeah, she, she's yeah. not is like she... put a ring on it. She's like, you should have put a ring on oh. it, but you didn't, and we're fine. Are we fine? Everything's great. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem like you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> the Beyonce bon- Beyonce day. <laughs> talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we always come back to Beyonce. Yeah. All right. Um, let's start. Let's start off on the article. Let's Is do that it. Good? All right. Let me let me start here first. Oh, Elise, you <laughs> have been. You have been a single Christian woman at one point. Have, Hold on, yes. let me get the spotlight for you, Elise. Is this, yeah. Where were you on the night of? <laughs> Where was your womb on the yeah, night? Yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> uh, Let me ask you what what was that experience like for you? Oh, okay, yeah. So I went to a Bible college, <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can probably fill in some blanks. There. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of the stereotypical like God told me we should date. Like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Did anyone ever tell you that God told them they should date? Yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. Did that ever work? No. Because that's an insane thing to say to somebody. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it worked in the Bible. Uh, I, don't, I think they made that part up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does not, you know, really click, right? That no. God told me we should date. Because God told it. me you're a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, what, what's your comeback to that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's amazing that God typically tells young men that they should date women that they're attracted and want to I date. I know. Never like the is, yeah. grenade. You know? <laughs> Ain't nobody. God told me to fall on the grenade. You that's know? right. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, that's yeah. really, really sweet of God. He's a great wingman. Right? <laughs> Miracles happen every day, Patrick. Right. Oh, so, this, so there was an insane amount of pressure um, to find somebody mm-hmm. and be paired up, though, like they're oh, for sure. like, and I was not immune to that, even though I was like, "This is weird." Like, you know, I was totally steeped in it, you know, yeah, 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 for yeah. years. Um, and I think all of my friends that I can think of at the time um, felt like something was wrong if they were not, you know, paired up with yeah. somebody. What's the general sense of like, I'm here, not even necessarily explicitly, but like, I'm here because I'm going to find my husband. Or my part, my I guess there it would have been a husband. Yeah, right? like, I'm, I'm like I'm here to get a degree, quote unquote, but right. I have no intention of using it. I'm here to find out. Like, yeah, is that kind of the sense. There was a lot that... of that. So there, there were definitely people who wanted to also have the degree and then use the degree afterwards, okay. right? Like so, there was a healthy kind of mix of that, I guess. Uh, but then there was also plenty of people who just they're looking for a husband, you yeah, know, like yeah. that's the goal. That's how you go meet your husband as you go to college. Right. Sure. Yeah. I think there's cheaper ways, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like buying the airplane to get peanuts or whatever. Yeah. That's a joke, but but that's not about that. Anyway. But- <laughs> You can't even get peanuts anymore. I know. Like, <laughs> everybody's allergic. This lame snack mix. I know. <laughs> yeah, the fake goldfish whales. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just leave me the can of coke, all right? That's right. How much are you really? You need that whole can? Right. Yeah. Like, just get leave it, right? <laughs> what do they do with all the half cans at the end of the flight? They just dump them. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. such a waste. I know. It is. Or maybe the flight attendants back there just chuck them. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, um, I was never a single Christian woman, but I was a single Christian in put, the church. Just in a weird spot. Yeah, single <laughs> Christian woman. <That's> yeah. Right. <laughs> you, wow, not the part. I that was a single I was woman, just by. not a single Christian yeah. woman. Yes. <laughs> um, and I definitely can say, from my perspective, for singles, the church was kind of like. You're just kind of killing time until yeah. you're yeah. married. I mean, yep. obviously, you want to find somebody. Right. Yeah. Why, why like wouldn't the, you? Yeah. That's God's plan. Yeah, for you. like yeah. you're yeah. just God. You know, has, God wants everybody to be married. Yeah. And and like or like, since now you're single, you should like do all the things that married people can't do because they have kids, right? Because that's you're married and you have kids. Like that's uh, kind of how the yeah, church kind of kind of plays it out there. Wrong, Which means yeah. like you should show up early to like. Put out all the chairs, or mm. you should do because you're oh, single. Oh, that kind of, I thought yeah. you meant like the fun stuff. I was like, no, 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 you no, still no, have no. fun when you have kids and a spouse. No, no, no. Like, but more like no, no. all the all the, <laughs> the work, all the work of like obviously married people shouldn't do that because they have kids. Yeah. But single yeah. people, you that's you do that and then you get married and then you graduate from that, right? Yeah. Like you, you don't, don't have do to put anymore. out chairs anymore. Right. <laughs> you're married. Mm. Or like here's a series on marriage, and if you're single. This, you'll take this into your marriage, right? Like yeah. that's kind of how it's played out. Yeah, yeah. Like so, you're gonna. This is a place for you to learn how to be married, so that you're preparing yourself for that person. Yes. And it, also, if you're single, there's like a group of weirdos you can hang out with like once a month on singles events. Sure, and, absolutely. And then you go and you're like, yeah, I understand why most of these people are single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I get I it. Get it. And yeah. then I'm like, am I like this? <laughs> Please no. Quite possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that Christian mingle is like a wild place. Like I've had friends that are single yeah, that have yeah. tried it and they're like, mm. <laughs> it's <laughs> next level. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to need you to do some undercover reporting yeah. for Beyonce. Right. Yeah. It's like farmers only, yeah. but worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It definitely was like, obviously you're, you want to get married. Obviously you're going to get married yeah. and have mm. kids that's the goal that's what you're going to be goal. you're lining yeah, up for be. and if you're single you're kind of just killing time until that happens yeah and then if you don't get married then you have the gift of singleness <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh it's a gift you don't want yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you're getting the <laughs> socks and underwear of singleness <laughs> at christmas right like sure. you're that's what you're getting it's the gift of singleness yeah. which is kind of insulting right yeah yeah yeah, I think, I mean, uh, Caitlin in our article is going to get to this, but I think a big piece of that, right, is this driver of clearly you want to be married and have kids because that's how we perpetuate the faith. Yes. Mm, and like yeah. as if having kids is the only way that we pass faith to the next generation. And, so, and we're going to get into that, but like that seems to be this underlying driver for a lot of the churches. In fact, I don't remember, Patrick, if you said this offline or on uh, on a previous episode, <clears throat> but talking about another congregation where like, they were talking about like how do we grow the church and the response was if we can just get all these younger couples to have more babies we would yeah. grow the ch- yeah. like we would grow the church and we're uh wait a second yeah <laughs> but what yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's insane. that's what yeah. jesus said right yeah go forth and make the babies yes did, did he say that, it just like that probably yeah. <laughs> it was i mean it was in greek but yeah yes. it was translation yeah <laughs> with the greek accent yeah mamma mia italian and he threw a plate on the ground Mario. <laughs> well he threw a plate on the ground afterwards okay <laughs> Opa. <laughs> okay to all of our mediterranean listeners uh we are sorry <laughs> do we have lots i don't know but we have fewer now <laughs> all right here we go uh let's jump into this article okay 
Uh, single women are having a rough go of it lately. Mm. <laughs> yep. Uh, their growing numbers are blamed for the rise of woke politics, millennial selfishness, and even incel culture, which we've kind of... Yeah. Oh, we're blaming before. single women for incel Correct. culture. Well, well incels we're not, are blaming yeah. Incel, yeah. Yeah. our single women. Yeah. To be clear, we are not. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> unfamiliar, incel would stand, stands for involuntarily celibate. Yeah. These would be young men online complaining that nobody likes them. Like mm-hmm. all those single women out there. They don't like us. Yeah, that's why we that's are involuntarily incel. single, basically. Yeah. We want... We want dating. to be dating, but mm-hmm. those women don't want to date us. Yeah, it's, yeah. Because yeah. those women want handsome dudes or, uh, you know, or they successful guys. Or they want to be by themselves or they want to travel the world or yes. whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those also, are, wokeism. We're blaming that on single ladies, too? We are. No? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell you what. Yeah, and in some Christian circles, single women are reminded, in case they forgot, to marry and have children, even though there's a gender imbalance among unmarried Christians. So... Uh, this, if you're unaware, there are far more single women in church than there are single men. Um, women are more likely to be engaged in faith than men, at, you know, at this point in, in our country and mm-hmm. in the world. So you know, also like, throughout history, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So single women, you're supposed to get married to a Christian guy, nope, but there's less of them. Sure. So like you got to fight, <laughs> and you know? they're weird. <laughs> yeah, and, and hey. <laughs> so well, I mean, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like that's kind of like because you can't you can't marry somebody outside of the faith. Yeah. Doubt is wrong. <laughs> Sinful. So you got to marry a Christian, but all you know all the Christians that are ready to get married right. got married already. Who yep. was that monk that was like? Yeah, girls, I know you're dating outside the faith. I accept that bait for the hook. Like, <laughs> bring what? them in. What's it? We talked about this, <laughs> this one a, time. This is a monk that was throwing down a rap? What that's Martin Luther, I think. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's B-O-G. right. That was one of the 95 theses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bait that hook. It, def- it definitely was not that. That's, no. But in German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like, what would that sound like? And then nope. he said, schnitzel. <laughs> schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going off Google the rails. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what monk Elise is talking about. That definitely was not part of the ninety-five theses. <laughs> it's real though. We should look that up. Yeah, okay. we talked about it. Bait the hook. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst strategy. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. Um, so it is not the worst. We talked year. about modern evangelism. That's, there are worse strategies. Yeah. yeah. So so let's talk about this. This is the reality that this Caitlin here is kind of describing. Mm-hmm. Do we agree? Yeah, I, sure, I, I, yeah. I, I, what I have no way to to oppose. Yeah, I'm since I'm not those things. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have heard of that narrative. Yeah. Uh, out in the world, right? Yes, that, that's who, that that's who the culture is blaming for yeah. these things. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on board. Okay, let's keep you on. Okay, all right. So to bind when she says, "Meanwhile, the single Christian women I know are trying to make the best of a complex reality." They seek to serve God with their daily work, invest in friendships and the church, and pursue creative and educational opportunities as they arise. Mm -hmm. Many of them are also trying to meet Christian men, dabble with dating apps, and pray. Uh, And and pray. (laughs) Okay. That was an interesting sentence structure. Yeah. Yeah. Dabble with dating apps and pray. (laughs) I guess, you know. (laughs) If I were having to dabble with dating apps, there would be a lot of prayer. Lay on hands on the Tinder app. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're putting this out there that your goal as a woman is not only to get married, but to have children, right? Like that's the goal. Exactly. Because that's how you handle faith. 
is through that, that is your created purpose yes is to have a baby yes preferably many babies yeah so alicia kind of mentioned like what it was like to be single at a college that drive towards marriage did you also kind of see or feel that there's also this drive towards babies oh yeah yeah i mean there's just an assumption that if you're gonna get married you're gonna have babies at one point right and you're definitely not gonna have babies before you get married and you're definitely gonna want to get married so yeah you're gonna have babies for sure if a equals b and b equals c right yeah yeah so my yeah i also knew people who got pregnant in school and were kicked out sure because sure what a poor example yeah yeah sinners yeah yeah it's really unfortunate it is that yeah. they were kicked out, just to be clear. Mm. Yeah. That, that was the unfortunate part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah just... For sure, yeah. One girl, actually, was not... She was married and pregnant and not allowed to come for that semester because she was pregnant. Even though she was married? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... I don't because know. of... Okay. Yeah. I don't don't make it make sense. Like, <laughs> it's... Yeah, I got nothing. I don't yeah. know that yeah. I could if I tried. I, it's definitely one of those things that, like, from the outside looking in, is obviously insanity. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure from the in, from the insiders, they're justifying it by whatever means or reasoning. But sure, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, having a strong, you know, I assume pro life message. But if you get pregnant, you get excluded from the community. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Doesn't exactly reinforce you should carry Support, that baby yeah. to term yeah. with excitement and joy. So <laughs> like, it's not a pro life message. It's an anti sex message. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really all it is. That, or that matters more. Yeah, right. Like that. Right. Yeah. Like that, in the yeah. In the hierarchy of you know theology that is the that is that means more than pro-life yeah yeah Yeah. all right um so i pastor you mentioned this like i have experienced i've heard this from congregations Mm -hmm. we just need to have more babies yeah that 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 (laughs) as if that's any guarantee like right who says your kids are going to be Christian? Caitlin, Looking at your dusty butt, like <laughs> yeah. Caitlin has a funny line about that. Something about a uh, you know kids who inconveniently enough have a will of their own or something like yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no guarantee that like having a child is going to guarantee that they. You know, how many how many of us uh, know parents whose kids are no longer engaged in faith or who yeah. are friends with people whose parents were uh, actively involved in churches and they're no longer right? Like yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Being born to Christian parents does not guarantee your connection to a congregation yeah. i should say like i think i think if you're born to christian parents you're more likely to have a connection with god in some capacity right i don't know that, that means that you're going to like grow up and be a member of this congregation and support this community of faith right. and yeah and i think you know typically the harder you clamp down on something like yeah. that and try and force it the less likely they are to go along with it sure, sure. Yeah. yeah yeah i think it, it, it definitely creates a weird paradox right like the harder mm-hmm. you press maybe the, the easier it is to let go yeah. From the kids' perspective, yeah, yeah. it's like uh, holding the fish loosely, right? Because if yes. you hold it too tightly, it slips right out of your hands. And this, yeah. yeah, this is anecdotal evidence, but I, it's really not funny. But I grew up uh, around like a Mennonite family, like knew them pretty well. They're mm-hmm. very strict; had to wear like bonnets yeah. and all kinds of stuff. One of them murdered somebody. <laughs> one of them, one or two of them committed suicide. One of them just like was a drug addict and a tattoo artist which loves tattooed ar- tattoo artists not hating on that you know it's just and a then, different path yeah. yeah one of them was just kind of like a pedophile and yeah so hating on that hating <laughs> on, yeah definitely gonna hate on that one <laughs> so it, interesting interesting statistics there right sure. yeah. yeah yeah um yeah she's gonna sum up it's baptism not babies right that, uh-huh. that that drive kind of the the, the church growth uh, after all jesus taught it's not enough to be born we're called to be born again Right, like the early church did not grow from a baby boom. Mm. 
yeah uh, of the disciples it's probably worth realizing like i'm guessing that caitlin is coming from a, a background that's not necessarily centered in infant baptism right like that's <laughs> yeah so, yeah you know we as the lutherans are like or, baptism not being like, like mm, what okay. <laughs> baby equals baptism i yeah. don't understand what you're <laughs> sure, sure. yeah but yeah. So she's coming at it from like the the conversion of like you're coming into this faith you're being made new in christ like that's mm-hmm. what drives forward christianity yeah. not just you had a baby so now the, yeah. the church is furthered right yeah yeah, and and I think we've tried to highlight this in our Bible, Bible talk, but that women in the early church were elevated for their witness, not their wombs. Yeah, um, mm. that when it comes to the women of the Bible, and we and I, I think you guys covered this. You guys, sorry, y'all, Elise and and uh, Kat and, Kath and um, Cassandra covered this. You know, the Bible is is male centric. I mean, there's yeah. just no getting around that. Yeah, but there are for its time, it has a surprising amount of women and women, you know, in positions of leadership, yes. power, and influence. Yeah. Again, we judging it by our standards today, it's going to kind of come up short. But yeah. for its time, it is remarkably progressive. Yeah. Um, and it does Especially have... Especially the New Testament. That it sense, it yeah. does have kind of women in the early church are elevated. Mm-hmm. Like they are set apart differently. Uh, oftentimes in Paul's writings and letters towards the end, he gives... Here's some shout outs to the people. Mm-hmm. Specifically, we're going to highlight Romans in this. Like he does a lot of that long shout out. And a lot of those names are female names mm-hmm. yeah. who are doing the work of the God, including, you know, a female disciple yeah. mm-hmm. that we don't really know anything about except for that sentence. Yep. Yeah. Junia, the female disciple, you know, mm-hmm. like our apostle. Uh, and we're brought into this world. And we also have this stories of like women are funding the missionary journeys of yep. Paul mm-hmm. kind of through that that Proverbs 31 woman who's got a job she's funding their journey right like yeah. she's putting that out there to make this happen so even in a culture that maybe is not highlighting her sacrifice or or maybe is harder for her to step into as a missionary like mm-hmm. Paul would be and he you know maybe she can't quite step into the same social spheres or the same religious spheres that yeah. Paul could easier step into. She's a supporter of those things. Like, and we have that in spades in the new Testament. Um, and none of the times is it kind of highlighted. Their value is in. They had lots of babies. They had lots of babies. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. that they were their moms. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, being a mom is amazing. I think it's great. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I think it's a, uh, you know, if you feel like I want to be a mom or part of my identity is a mom, I think that's great. I think that that is a hundred percent, but that's not what the women were just called to be mom period. Yeah. yeah. At the end. Well, yeah. I think we're disproportionately valued for it. Right. And yeah. nobody, ultimately nobody is telling you like, it's not great to be a mom. Like you shouldn't want to do that. What they are telling you is that it's not great to want to do things outside of being a mom. Yeah. yeah. That's the message. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, so so how can we kind of flip this around? What can the church do differently? Well, I don't think how do we look for ways to genuinely celebrate people for all of their gifts, right? And I don't, it's weird, right? I mean, you don't want to just come into like a women's group and be like, hey, we want to celebrate you without talking about motherhood. Like, because for a lot of them, like motherhood might really matter. But how do yeah. you make, how do you make space to celebrate all of the gifts that someone is bringing into a space, whether they're having children or not, or whether yeah. they're excited about having children or not, right? How do you create space for women who felt like they were supposed to have children and now are a mom with three kids and don't know what to do with their life and are feeling really lost and aren't sure? Like, how do we make space for those places to be okay and to 
uh, have those really important conversations rather than making those moms feel like they have to bear it because something is wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe a big picture shift too is important because in a lot of denominations still um, access at the top is still controlled against women, right? Like you can't be an ordained pastor in many denominations, you know, you can't hold positions of leadership in many denominations. There, I think, by and large, fewer female theologians than there are male theologians. That would sound accurate. Right. I, yeah. yeah. So I, I think if we could shift that, then maybe we would start to see a really meaningful change from the top sure. yeah. for women in the church. So let me ask a question for mm-hmm. you there, because I can't shift the Southern Baptist Convention, right? Sure. Yeah. So like, what does that look like for us? Within the context of a denomination that does ordain women, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. certainly we can do more to continue to highlight the gifts of women within ministry leadership in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I personally am really excited that Pastor Cassandra is here and mm-hmm. we have like that very tangible point of like, look what women are empowered to do within yeah. the congregation, right? I think yeah. that's really uh, meaningful for uh, our congregation to see and our mm-hmm. children to see, mm-hmm. right? Um, but like, what what do we do on the broader scale of Christianity? Like, is it the ELCA's job to stand out and say like, Southern Baptist Convention, you're wrong. Like you need to be ordained. Like what? Sure. Do, what do you, What do we do? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, so I'm not going to be the person that has those answers sure. for you. I think, I think it's difficult. Like I, I do think that we sort of always have a responsibility to call out injustices, right? Sure. But there are many different ways to do that, and there yeah. are ways that are sort of non-combative to do that. Um, so I, I think continuing to elevate, you know, female voices in the Lutheran Church. Um, yeah. And it's it's not just our branch of the Lutheran Church that ordains uh, so female pastors, is it? But the there uni- are some that do not. In the United States, it is only our branch. Okay, uh, yeah. Worldwide, it is not. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, worldwide, there are many, yeah. a different group. I, I, that don't I mean, I think them. a good place to start might be pushing for the rest of you know our denomination yeah. to make those changes. You know, fix your neighborhood before you try and fix sure. Sure. the rest of the world. I think at the local level, it asks us to look at single women differently, right? Like mm-hmm. more than just like, oh, you're here. Obviously, you want to teach Sunday school. Sure. Like, <laughs> you know, like, because you want to be prepared, yeah. right, for when you have kids. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I think like it's asking us to say, engage, you know, single women as individuals mm-hmm. and not as a group um, yeah. to kind of tap into what are your passions, excitements, and joys in Christendom and how can we support that journey? And that is more challenging, right? Like that, and, and not to say like every person should be approached that way, but this is a special context, right? Of like, this is what I believe this demographic is saying and experiencing. How can we approach it differently? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it means for hopefully for other churches out there, like you're not spending as much time on your Sunday mornings only highlighting marriage as the end goal. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. think we do that here at Lord of Life, but you know, if like if that is kind of what we talk about, like if that's where your church is kind of like every year or every blank months we do a marriage sermon series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're kind of just you're kind of implying that's the norm and everything outside the norm is wrong. Sure. Yeah. And as people get married later and later and later in life, you're telling a larger and larger group of people you're wrong, right? Like, and that how you're experiencing the world is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, um, that is damaging, right? That, that is what's going to turn people away. Um, cause there are people single male and female who are in their late twenties, thirties, forties who say like, I'm just not ready yet. I'm just mm-hmm. interested in, I like being single. Yeah. Uh, not to say I will never be ready, but I'm just not ready right now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm content to live in this. 
and to to fight against like their natural desire, I think you're gonna fail, right? Mm. Like, no, you're actually wrong. Like, you aren't yeah. content yeah. to live in this. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, wonder, I'm trying to put myself in the position of someone who is like on the other side of this argument than I am. So I'm you know I'm wondering if singleness is equ- equated with like a propensity to sinfulness, right? Because we talked sure. about that sexual ethic early on, right? And so if you're single, then you must be uh, committing some sort of sexual sin or must be like susceptible or, to or some marriage sexual, fixes that. Right. Or marriage is fixes wrong. that. Right. Yeah. It's absolutely wrong. Right. Yeah. But like if you're in, if you're in marriage, then you're not committing that sin. Right. And mm-hmm. so like, I wonder if there's like that element to it too. And re- rethinking how we, how we frame the whole conversation around a sexual ethic, how we uh, have uh, that conversation for people in relationships and what that looks like. Like, but we've already yeah. talked about we need to do that. We do. Yeah. But I, I think that it plays into sure. I think it plays into this conversation mm-hmm. too. I, I guess so. what I'm gonna yeah. do, yeah. Well, yeah. well I think also in this, we by saying things, you know, like we kind of mentioned like evangelism equals having more babies. Right. And <laughs> we need the single woman to have more babies. Then that is really telling ourselves we don't actually think our message of God's grace, goodness, and love in this world is actually all that appealing to yep. the outside world. Mm-hmm. The yep. only people that actually will listen to it are whom we can control from birth. Yeah. Yep. Those are the only people who are actually going to believe that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think it, it kind of like we're telling on ourselves by having that thought that for Christianity to survive in America, Christians need to have more babies. It's kind of telling on ourselves that like the outside world wouldn't find what we say mm-hmm. all yeah. that interesting or yeah. attractive or special. Like, and so... Maybe it's not. It's kind of like well, when we think right. about that, we say those types of things. Yeah. Um, then it's probably not that special. If if you have to control it from birth, how exciting and special and unique can it be? Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. that should start a hard conversation about why is it not appealing? You know, sure. like what yeah. are the aspects that yeah. you know people who don't grow up in this faith, who are you know intelligent, discerning people, why are they not into it? You know, sure. and, absolutely. And they, there's probably a lot of good reasons culturally. Yeah. And that's much uh, harder and I, and to do. And that's harder, mm-hmm. yeah, to kind of uh, self-reflect that way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, well, I'll let her have the final word here. Okay. <laughs> no. um, children are more than data points, and unmarried women are more than their birthing potential. Because of our hope in God's lordship over all eras of history, including the strange ones we're in now— Uh, We can see unmarried women not as problems to be solved, but as crucial players in God's ongoing work in the world, just as the church has from the beginning. There you go. Yeah. All right. Remind me of her name again. Caitlin. Caitlin. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Caitlin. All right. Well, hey, if you enjoyed this week's episode, uh, you can send us an email at beyondsunnypodcast at gmail.com. You can take a, a listen to last week's uh, takeover by Elise and uh, Kat Nazaroff and Pastor Cassandra and hear what they're talking about with uh, Proverbs 31. You can find all those episodes at beyondsunnypodcast.com. All right. All right. Hopefully my mom emails then and say, this is the best podcast ever. Right. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think she listens, but still. Right, yeah. It's, she my mom didn't email in either, so. Listen, <laughs> you don't have to listen to send an email. It's fine. Just send it. Send yeah, just send the email. <laughs> my mom thinks this podcast is really great. Okay, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> is that, if a single guy came up to you and said, like, my mom thinks we should date, is that more? Is that, is that better or worse? <laughs> it's a funny story. That's sort of what happened a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to get that one off air, yeah. and then uh, we'll come back and fill you in, listeners. Yeah. That's a- All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday. Bye.